Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Clint Daly, host of the Daily Dose Sports Podcast. You know we release a new podcast every single Wednesday, and we bring you our own unique outlook on the world of sports. You know, we try to give you some actual insight and maybe a common sense approach to sports. Whether it's breaking news, some of the biggest games, or even some sports history, check out the Daily Dose Sports Podcast now on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. The Daily Dose, your daily dose of sports and sarcasm. Hey, hey, let's go, Kinkasuru! Taisetsuna Mono, protect my balls! Boko Gagawuri, so let's fighting! Let's fighting love! The Powerful Nerdcast! Hello, my friends, and welcome to another awesome edition of the Powerful Nerdcast. I am Corey, and joining me today, as always, is Christian. Hello, internets, and welcome to the Powerful Nerdcast. Yes, we have a very special show for you guys today. One of our favorite programs just started up its big fall season, the 20th season of South Park. That's right, everybody's favorite foul-mouthed little boys are back, and they're ready to challenge PC culture. And in order to celebrate the 20th season of South Park, we have decided to talk about our five favorite episodes of the series. And this was really hard to do because... In my humble opinion, there really isn't a bad episode of South Park. Yes, there are some that are better than others, but it's one of the few comedic animated shows that I can watch and almost always get some sort of satisfaction from. The writing is on point. The characters are interesting, and the topics are topical. So it's always a good show, Mm -hmm. every time I watch it. There's never been another animated series like South Park, and a lot of that can be owed to the creators themselves, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, who are, frankly, in my opinion, just geniuses. They are absolutely hilarious. They want to offend everyone, and they just so happen to be Tony Award-winning people now, thanks to the Book of Mormon, which Which is also hilarious. Man up! There's so many great songs in that. And, uh, man, like if you ever get a chance to see the Book of Mormon live, see it. It's worth it. It's, It's just utterly fantastic. I'm not even much of a theater goer myself. I don't even like musicals. But if you get Matt Stone and Trey Parker on board, they just I, I really think they have a penchant for lyrical genius. I mean, the very first South Park movie, after all, which I is almost Is that bigger, longer, uncut? Yes, it is. Okay. That's, that's a musical itself. Yeah. And, and it was even, when it came out for the very first time, a lot of, like, really big musical writers were really impressed by it. They're like, wow, this is the best musical to come out in years, and who would have expected it from South Park? Which, at the time, when South Park started, was just amazingly controversial. Mostly for the fact that when South Park started out, it was just, like, a lot of potty humor. It was just a lot of kids cursing. There wasn't as much topical humor. It was there, but not the way it is today. And that's really what I think has made South Park so special and enduring. Because unlike, say, The Simpsons or, 
uh, some other animated shows which are on right now. South Park is done on a shoestring budget. They can produce an episode in six days, which means if something happens in the news and they want to talk about it, they're going to make an episode about it. Like, I remember in high school when they caught uh, Osama bin Laden, not Osama bin Laden, uh, Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein, yeah. Yeah, they caught him in the spider hole and everything. Three days after that happened, the creators of South Park implanted that into an episode. In three days. That is unheard of in any other animated show. And and that's just, again, one of the amazing things about South Park. But we really wanted to talk about some of our favorite episodes today just because they're just amazing and I love talking about South Park. Uh, so far, the opening of the 20th season has been great. In many ways, it's kind of a continuation of season 19 with PC Principal, PC Culture being back. Uh, this year, though, they're going to be tackling uh, other topics uh, such as online bullying um, and a lot of the things that have been going on in politics. Obviously, the big election coming up with Hillary and Trump and everything. There's just no Turk way that they can and, ignore that. Uh, and douche. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, without even like thinking about the candidates, because I just think this is funny, without even like thinking about the candidates, would you vote for a douche? A giant douche or a turd sandwich? Uh, I think the douche is better, just because turd sandwich sounds not good. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, a turd sandwich is... What it, purpose it, does a turd sandwich serve? It doesn't. You know, at least a douche cleans something. Yes. You know, a turd sandwich is literally shit in bread. <laughs> so. Might have some lettuce and tomato. Maybe you could salvage that, you know, brush the shit off, have a BLT. Mm. Shit and LT. we call that McDonald's, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we wanted to talk about our favorite episodes. We initially uh, thought about doing maybe 10, but just, we just don't have the fucking time for that. Uh, so let's just go ahead and uh, start from the top. And I don't know, do you want to put these in any particular order or are these just uh, you, are you, generally our favorite? You, you pick one of yours and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. And um, if it's one of mine, I'll also mention it, but uh, okay. we'll just go back and forth. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and start with one of my favorite episodes, which is Towley. Towley. That's right. Tally. That is a character that's like underused, but not in a bad way. Because mm-hmm. if he was in every episode, it'd be dumb. But he 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 makes an appearance and and makes an impression. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like, that's huh? that's kind of the whole beauty of Tally though is that he's intentionally meant to be a really crappy character. Like that was uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker's idea for Tally. They're just like, what can we do to create just the most useless, stupid character? And they did it with this character who is an anthropomorphized towel who also happens to be addicted to drugs, but he also seems to be a towel that was created by this secret government organization that's also in line with aliens. And that's what's funny, how there's this incredibly ridiculous convoluted plot that's going on with this talking towel. And the joke of the episode is that the main characters, the boys themselves, don't give a shit about any of it. All they want to do is play their brand new video game system. The whole premise of the episode is they just got a brand new video game, which is called the Okama Game Sphere, which of course is sort of making fun of the GameCube, of course, when it released, which will also sort of date this episode a little bit, but still I think it's pretty timeless. And all they want to do is just play this video game system, but they keep getting pestered by this talking towel who keeps giving them advice about staying dry and, you know, always remembering to bring a towel with them. The problem is he always ends his conversations with him wanting to get high. The government comes in. The aliens get involved. And while all of this is going on, they still just want to go home and play their video game. And it's hilarious that these two things are going on at once and they don't even care. Towley is also a character who has actually appeared in a few other episodes of the series and even had a whole episode devoted entirely to him as well. So despite the fact that he is kind of a useless character and a parody of useless characters, he's managed to endure just for how 
fucking ridiculous he is overall. I mean, it's just, he's such a great character for being such a not great character that that alone is freaking genius. I knew that Tally was genius whenever he was trying to remember the key code. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, I got it. And they're like, you got it? He's like, yeah, it's the beat the funky town. True story. After watching that episode, uh, which I think it was late middle school, early high school is when that episode came out. Uh, as soon as we watched that episode, next day, uh, we went over to uh, my other friend's house, who just so happened to be the, named Corey as well, and uh, we actually learned the numbers <laughs> to do the Funky Town from watching that episode. We saw which ones he was punching, and we actually managed to make it work on the phone. So it is true. If you pay attention to that, you can learn how to play Funky Town on a keypad or on a phone. It's just hilarious. Just I can't even really choose a favorite moment from that episode because there's just so many. I mean, the ridiculous moments in that episode get crazy, too, because it all ends with them, like, in this government facility with Tally throwing down with this other genetically modified towel who's, like, super powerful and everything, and he's trying to fight with him, and he's trying to tempt him to get high again. And I love the line where uh, the big towel is talking to Tally, and he's like, uh, he's trying to tempt him with a joint. And he's like, come on, Tally, how long's it been since you've had a nice burn, huh? Twenty? 30 seconds. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, I love the Towley episode. I think it's crazy that they made that work. But yeah, that's that's definitely my first choice. Uh, it's a good episode. It's a darn good episode. I'm going to open up with a classic, which is Red Slay Down. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> we had to have a couple of Christmas episodes. I don't quite the remember the actual premise of the episode. I just know it's a Black Hawk Down parody. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like the main storyline. But it's uh, Santa gets shot down over the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And... Um, of course, Jesus gets sent in to save him, and he's just like some badass super soldier. In, what's that line wherever the bad guys are coming up to him? Yeah, the, the scene is where uh, it's uh, Mr. Hankey, um, Jesus, and all the boys, they arrive in Iraq. and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just saying that's funny. And they arrive in Santa's sleigh, and then Jesus gets down, and uh, he walks over to these two Iraqi guards, and they put guns in his face. He's like, yay, look upon me and know me. I warn you, my sons. I'm packing. And then Jesus just pulls out a knife and he stabs a dude and then pulls out a pistol with a silencer on it and then just kills the other guy. Yeah. And and this is all going on while the Iraqis are shocking Santa's balls with electrical, like, jumper cables. And I was just like, this episode, I was way too young to watch that, probably. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But uh, I just remember really liking Black Hawk Down, and Mm -hmm. I thought that was just one of the coolest episodes. But no one talks about that one. Not too much. I mean... That episode for me, like when I was younger, when I watched it for the first time, was perfect. Um, it did air around Christmas time. I vividly remember because I remember staying up late to watch it when I totally should not have been. Uh, we had just put up Christmas lights like that week too, <laughs> so it just it sort of like enhanced the entire thing there. And you know, it, it's not going to be the first Christmas special that we're going to talk about today, which also happens to involve Santa or even Jesus in it, uh, or even other religious specials. But uh, my favorite part of that episode is the scene where not just Santa's balls are being shocked, but when they actually save Santa, and Santa gets a gun, and he's about to shoot the guy. Uh-huh. And they're like, Santa, don't do it! And then off screen, you just hear some gunshots, and then they go back to Santa, and Santa's like, you're right, I just couldn't do it. And then they pan over to the guy, and, he just, and he's been shot, and yeah. Santa's like, I just couldn't let him live! He <laughs> shocked Santa's balls! <laughs> you're like... That's the one thing. Uh, South Park is really good at taking characters that you think you understand, you know, or, or people, you know, Jesus, Santa, and then just putting them in crazy situations and just 
watching them deal with situations you'd never imagine them in, which you're going to see that a lot in on our list. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, what's the next one you got, Corey? Uh, the next one I got is one that I really struggled with because I wanted to have an episode dedicated to butters. Um, but the one that I went with is an episode called Margarine. And it's the episode where the boys are having this confrontation with the girls because the girls have created one of those uh, little, like, fortune teller things out of paper. Oh, yeah, the little, like, the little paper things that would open and close and that would yeah, mean they, things. Yeah, they, they put, like, a rhyme to it, and then you, like, flip up a piece of paper and you see your fortune. And the boys see this as something that's really dangerous. So they decide in order to get some information about this, they're going to have to send one of their own inside. So what they do is they decide that they're going to fake Butter's death they're going to dress him up as a girl, and he's going to infiltrate the girl's hideout and figure out what this thing is so that they can learn all the secrets behind it and so that they can steal it all at the same time. That part of the episode itself is not funny. The funny part of the episode is the fact that they managed to rope Butters into doing this, and they create this elaborate sequence where they call out all the cops and the parents of South Park into the middle of the city, and they got this dead pig, and they dress (laughs) it up just like Butters, and they go to the top of the building, and they fake his death by just throwing this pig over the side, and it just... As soon as it hits the pavement, oh, just, the South Park brutality! Yeah, like, that's just, a whole nother thing. It just explodes in this flurry of blood and guts all over the place, and it's funny because of how over the top it is. Because Butter's mom just freaks out because like, she just thought she saw her son explode. Exactly, like she just completely flips out, and it's like a really like, oh man, they're like playing this really serious right now. The doctor comes over to the corpse. He just looks at it. He's like, hmm. He's dead. I can tell. <laughs> just the rest of the episode is Butters dressed as a girl, which in and of itself is kind of funny. But throughout the episode, there's this subplot going on where Butters' family is trying to come to terms with the fact that their son is dead. And they're dealing with it in a number of different ways. And they're like, you know what? Let's put a Pet cemetery reference into this episode. Oh, yeah. They even, even got the uh, the farmer. Yeah, the, the farmer who appears in a couple of episodes, by the way. The guy's like, I wouldn't go down that road. Sometimes dead is better. And, and then they, uh, they get him to talk to Butter's dad for no reason other than just to set up this pet cemetery gag. And Butter's dad takes the, uh, the pig. And I love the line when he picks up what he thinks is the corpse of his son. He's like, oh, Butters, this is awful. You, you smell like bacon. <laughs> and then he brings him to this cemetery. He buries him. And nothing happens. But because Butters is still alive at the end of the episode, Butters comes back. And when he starts to knock on the door and everything, the parents' reaction is funny because Butters is acting normal. He's like, Mom, Dad, I'm back. But they're just like freaking out like, oh, God, what are we going to do? And then when Butters walks in, they're like, oh, my God, he's a horrible monster. And he just looks like normal Butters. And they decide to chain him up in the basement. And it all ends with them inviting over this home decorator, which they kill and try to get Butters to eat at the end of the episode. I forgot. Did the pig ever come back evil? No, no, that's the that's the funny part. None of that shit ever comes to fruition. It's just an excuse for Butter's parents to freak out. Sometimes dead is better. Yeah, <laughs> I almost chose the uh, the other episode where it's like it is the Butters episode, um, which also goes into extreme dark territory where Butters finds out that his dad goes to uh, gay strip clubs and uh, wow, I don't remember that one at all. And then his mom finds out about it, and then his mom goes insane and actually tries to kill Butters. By, like, putting him in a car and tossing it into a river. It's a oh, fucked up episode. That's, that's that's obviously parodying that one woman that did that. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I forgot what her name was. 
but that episode was really fucked up. But that's why I decided to go the margarine one because it's got a little more humor behind it. But I had to have a Butters episode. But yeah, margarine, it's freaking hilarious. Christian, what's your next episode? Boom, Scott Tennerman must die. I'm picking it because I know it's not on your list because we do have some overlap. Mm-hmm. Scott Tennerman must die is where we understand the depth of which Cartman can go. <laughs> And, you know, Cartman's, you, you forget that these kids are young. You forget that these kids are, like, what, third grade? Fourth grade? Uh, third, they start out in third, and then they go to fourth, and they just sort of stay there. Yeah, they sort of just stay in fourth grade. So you forget that there's middle schoolers and high schoolers around. And this one kid, Scott Tinnerman, kept, keeps punking uh, Cartman and keeps putting, like, what, pubes in his food or something? Yeah, that's, the whole episode is, like, starts that, off by... Scott Tenderman selling Cartman some pubes because Cartman's a kid and he doesn't realize that you grow pubes. He thinks you buy pubes from someone. You yeah. get pubes that way. He's like, dude, I got some pubes. <laughs> I got some pubes. Scott Tenderman sold me some pubes. It's great. <laughs> and they're like, Cartman. And so he gets pissed. He tries to get Scott Tenderman back. Uh, I forget the uh, mid part of the episode, but he tries to get him back. But it doesn't work. And Cartman ends up eating more pubes. And Scott Tinnerman's like high fiving his friends, be like, "Yeah, we got him again." And like Stan and Kyle come up and they're like, "Dude, you should like, um, you should stop fucking with Cartman. You have no idea what you're doing." <laughs> Just like let this one go, man. Be done with it. Yeah, and uh, it all ends with um, Cartman getting Scott Tinnerman's parents shot to death, and then uh, Cartman goes and chops them all up and puts them in chili, and uh, tells Scott Tinnerman that he just ate his parents. And then as he's crying, Cartman is licking up his tears, saying that they sustain him. <laughs> It's dark, but it's, it's funny. It's definitely one of the darkest episodes of the series. And I'd say 90% of all top 10 best South Park episodes list always has Scott Turnerman in it, usually within the top like five to three. It's just such a crazy episode showing how far Cartman will go and why you really shouldn't try to cross him because he will do something that's way, way worse. And it's, it's really fucked up because, yes, he technically didn't murder his parents, but the fact that he still had the fucking hacksaw them up and everything and put them into chili and everything is so disturbing he was gonna have a horsey eat their wieners that that was the original plan yes (laughs) he was training a pony to eat uh eat uh uh what was it i think it was he put a uh a scarecrow he put a hot dog on it yeah and then the pony went over to it instead of biting it he basically started sucking it off yeah (laughs) he's like no bad pony he's like no no pony (laughs) he'll like that (laughs) (laughs) but i mean that episode just Man, there's so many great moments. I love the fact... Um, what was it? Stan and Kyle even look at each other at the end when Scott Tenderman's crying and, and Cartman... Like, Jesus, dude, we shouldn't mess with Cartman anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, in many ways, that episode's sort of like... They're like, man, how can we ever top this again, though? That was like... That's kind of been the watermark mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So I far. still think Cartman has done worse things. Well, no, no, that's pretty fucking bad. Killing someone's, having someone's parents get killed and then having them eat it. Yeah, that is pretty fucking the bad. The worst things have happened in the show, but not yeah. directly related to Cartman. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's definitely a moment for Cartman when you're just like, man, this guy, this character's really fucking sadistic. And, and there were no consequences for his actions. Zero. And what's even funnier is you find out later in uh, seasons that apparently Scott Tennerman is actually Cartman's, like, half-brother. Because Cartman's real dad was Scott Tennerman's dad, who he had killed. Oh my god. Yeah, so... I forgot that reveal. Yeah, it's 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 a weird one. Cartman still feels zero remorse, but, I mean, that's just because that's the way Cartman is. But yeah, Scott Tennerman must die. You know, even if it's not in my top five, it's definitely in the top ten. It's just 
such a sadistic and funny episode, and it's funny that it all starts with pubes. Just pubes. only South Park could be like, you know, let's take pubes and turn that into one of the darkest episodes of any TV show in history. Pubes. So yeah, that one was pretty amazing. That's what we should call this this episode, just pubes. Just pubes. Episode sixty three, pubes. Pubes. <laughs> Welcome to the powerful nerdcast and nappy pubes. All right. Moving forward, you have anything else you got to say about Scott Tenorman Must Die? Any other favorite moments, like Radiohead or anything? Oh, that was great. Remember how they brought Radiohead in there? There's so many subplots that go on in a, like a, a South Park mm-hmm. episode. Sometimes you don't you, you keep track of the main storyline, but you forget those little things. Mm-hmm. You know, got to have a Radiohead show up and say, "What a loser, Scott Tenorman." <laughs> it's funny because Cartman like completely redubbed the uh, the Radiohead video that they sent in and everything and it's just like Cartman voicing these Radiohead characters like dude that is not cute that is not cute and then at the end yeah that's that's like the the big point is that Scott Tennerman like he not only kills his parents but he like kills them psychologically because he looks into everything that he loves and Scott Tennerman is obsessed with the band Radiohead and Radiohead appears voicing themselves at the end of the episode. And while Scott Tenorman just figured out his parents are dead and he's, like, crying over it and everything, it's like, you know, there's more, there's a, worse things going on in the world. You don't have to cry any, you know, like, little cry, baby. <laughs> it's just the like... Guy's parents just died. Yeah, his whole world just gets crushed. And, yes, Scott Tenorman does in many ways try to get his revenge on Cartman in a later episode, but it's still just what Cartman did, just that set the bar. Ugh. It's a dark episode now the more I talk about it. Uh, so that was my episode. Your turn, Corey. Okay, this next one is also going to involve the character of Jesus, and it's not a Christmas episode, but it's an Easter episode. It is the fantastic Easter special. I love this episode for just so many ridiculous reasons. Maybe it's the crawl reference at the end where, <laughs> where Jesus kills Pope Phil Donahue by throwing one of those, like, dagger weapons at him maybe it's the fact that there's the secret society that randy belongs to where people uh believe in like a mystical ancient religious rabbit uh maybe it's the fact that kyle actually kills jesus in the episode one of the most violent and over-the-top facts i totally forgot about that oh my god it's so fucked up and what's really fucked up about it is the way that we used to enjoy the episode back in the day because Get ready for this, guys. Okay. Um, when that episode first aired, we obviously thought it was really funny. And back in the day, whenever there was an episode of South Park we really liked, we tended to rewatch it a lot. But I remember there was one spring, I believe it was the season that uh, that episode came out. Um, my family was out of town, and my brother was out of town, and I just decided to come over to your house for uh, Easter. Yeah. And we were going to have dinner, and some of the friends were over and everything. And a lot of your family uh, was there as well. And we all sat down and watched that episode, and my god, the amount of just, everybody was so freaked out. They're like, can we laugh at this? Is this okay? Are we allowed? And just all your younger cousins saw it too and everything. Oh, yeah. And when we got to that scene where Kyle stabs Jesus in the neck, and you know, he's like, bleep, and then he just finally died. Like, the silence in the room was hilarious. No one knew it was okay to laugh during any of that. I'm like... We are watching this on Easter right now. Yeah. Like, that is so fucked up. Kyle had to kill Jesus because he was a Jew, and Jesus was killed by Jews. It was funny because Kyle's like, I don't know about this Jesus. I mean, I have a couple of hang-ups about killing Jesus. You know, I am a Jew. (laughs) (laughs) But, and I love it, too, because it's uh, it's, um, Trey, uh, no, it's Matt Stone talking to Matt Stone. Matt Stone had so much fun during that sequence, I could tell. 
when Jesus is getting killed and bleeding out and everything. I love the little detail when Jesus falls over that his halo actually falls off and you hear like the dinging of it. Yeah. Like just little stuff like that makes that episode funny. And just there's also the scene where they try to learn a little bit more about the secret that's going on within the Vatican. And they go to this guy's house who's this professor by the name of Professor Teabag. And they, get uh. a- <laughs> and they get attacked by ninjas, and they stop the ninjas by putting uh, marshmallow peeps in the microwave, which you see the ninja come in, he notices the microwave, and then he's just like, peeps! And the whole house just explodes, and all the peeps just expand and everything. Just, man, what a- that's probably my favorite Easter anything. <laughs> which might sound so what, fucked was there up. a big demonic rabbit that shows up at the end or something I there, there of... actually wasn't anything like that you'd think okay. there'd be something like that i think you're confusing it with the great queen spider yeah that was that was a totally different christian <laughs> episode that was another episode which did involve uh the vatican uh and everything but uh yeah just i love the fantastic easter special the imagery in it is hilarious it's it still brings to mind a lot of the classic imagery of Easter being in the spring, Easter bunnies and everything, but it's got that South Park flair, uh, which just really works with it. And it's just, it's a fucked up episode, but it's also badass. Like I said, when Jesus comes in at the end and he kills the Pope, like Kroll style, like he throws the weapon at him oh, yeah. and he goes in slow motion. Christian's <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> actually looking at the clip right now. <laughs> uh. Oh, yeah. His halo <laughs> fell down. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> That's fucked up. That you can find is, that. I know. You can actually just type in into YouTube, Kyle kills Jesus. And you'll, oh, here it is, the scene where he, now, what I love most about this scene, too, is after he kills him. Isn't that like the, a predator weapon? or what At is first, that? I thought it was a predator weapon, but it's actually a reference to the movie Kroll, which came out in the 80s. That's the weapon that the character uses. And when it comes back to him, he has to do the blade thing. He has to put on the sunglasses. Oh, God. <laughs> So, yeah, that's Jesus. He can be resurrected many times, but even when he gets killed, it's never simple. So, (laughs) yeah, I know it's fucked up, but then again, all of South Park is. So, uh, yeah, love that episode. Welcome to South Park. Yes. So that was my choice, Fantastic Easter Special. What's up, Christian? Imagination Land. Can I go into that? Imagination Land. Imagination Land, three-part episode. We considered these, like, three-part mini-arcs to be their own thing. Yeah. They're all, like, one episode. That's the only one only one that's on this list, though. Yeah, I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. We didn't use the Cartman uh, Wii. Mm-mm. The, uh, the Go God Go special or the uh, or even the Coon Trilogy. Coon Trilogy. <laughs> yeah. You can't even say this stuff. I know. It's hard to say it without like uh, a huge stupid grin on your face. Imagination Land is a great episode because it focuses mostly on butters. Mm-hmm. You know, having to go to I, I barely remember the, like the actual story i just remember seeing all the characters and i thought it was amazing it, it, it's it's weird the episode actually <laughs> opens up with the boys claiming that they've discovered a leprechaun oh yeah 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 and cartman's like no i saw a leprechaun and no one believed him and they finally caught it and then they go to imagination land and i just like it because it's like run by all your favorite characters yeah how they get away with that they just no one cares i'm not even really sure because there are so many references in those episodes like and i mean it covers everything from movies tv children shows horror films i mean it's everything is in those fucking it's kind of it kind of reminds me of uh the lego movie in some senses the fact that they're able to use all of these properties oh you can watch the whole trilogy on uh on south parks um or on hulu yeah it looks like right now you there's can watch a lot the- of places i think uh, a lot of the time south park studios 
uh, allows you to watch pretty much almost any episode of the series. There's just so many people in here. There's uh, King Lollipop. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't know who that guy is. Imagination Land! (laughs) (laughs) All the goofy-ass All the great characters. Anyway, so what happens is there's all these, there's this happy-go-lucky Imagination Land area. And then, uh, unfortunately, the terrorists decide to suicide bomb it. And then they go into, like, a cutscene that's very Saving Private Ryan, like Ronald McDonald is picking up his arm. And <laughs> it's just so dark. I love that, though, because, like, the, the terrorists come into Imagination Land so that they can bomb this wall, which holds all of the evil imaginary characters. And I love that when they get, like, th- there's this, like, big talking rocket, and they use that to, like, slam into the wall. <laughs> and But, yeah, you're right. After that, they all come in. Everybody starts getting attacked. Everybody starts getting killed. And just, it's funny, too, because this is another one of those episodes that you almost forget, like, the, oh, God. Allah! Oh, fuck. <laughs> and then they just blow up. It kills most everything. There's a few suicide bombers. <laughs> Charlie Brown loses a fucking leg. Yeah. Oh, they don't show the aftermath. But anyway, the mm-hmm. point is, it's very dark, and it is hilarious. And it's a three-parter. There's just, there's so many little things going on. Like, there, there's the whole subplot with Butters that he's the one who's stuck in imagination land and everybody else gets to leave and butters ends up becoming basically like the one the chosen one i think there's a a, i think morpheus from uh yeah morpheus aslan (laughs) uh gandalf Gandalf. luke skywalker they're all Uh, there they're like you are the key and butters like oh i'm the key i don't want to be the key (laughs) and i love it too because his companions on his journey there's the lollipop king there's also snarf from thundercats oh yeah there's a great scene where snarf is just doing what he always does which is just like the snarf snarf stuff and butters actually for a second breaks character he's like oh snarf could you just shut up for like five minutes (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is there's this whole other subplot in the episode which is kind of how it all starts with the leprechaun where cartman is trying to trick kyle into basically sucking his balls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like one of the big subplots is because they're trying to figure out if imaginary things are actually real or not. And if they are real, that means that Kyle's going to have to suck Cartman's balls. And I'm just watching this clip right now. <laughs> there's Predator, there's Stormtroopers, there's Aliens. This episode also brings in Man Bear Pig, by the way. Oh, yeah, because he which, was an imaginary creature. There he is right there, Man Bear Pig. And it's a really horrifying looking version of it. Not like the one. Yeah, they bring back... Uh, uh, Al Gore in Al the Gore, episode as yeah. well. Like this episode, he was super serial about that, guys. Yeah. Um, Dark side. Yeah, I think I just saw Venom there. There's the Joker. Um, Popeye is sharpening a sword. <laughs> Totoro from freaking My Neighbor Totoro. It's all there. Snarf and the Ninja Turtles. Like this, it really does pay homage to like so much. Fucking Captain Planet is right there is in the episode. Like I mean, they really, really show everything <laughs> in this fucking episode. It's fantastic. And like uh I don't know, Cartman looks like he's dressed like Rambo from uh First Blood. Yeah, that that is kinda <laughs> what it's like. I never even <laughs> noticed that before. He is dressed just like John Rambo. Oh my god. So anyway, if you have an hour and a lot of references, you know, a hankering for a lot of references, Imagination Land is the shit. Mm-hmm. It's a great South it's a good introduction to what South Park craziness is all about. Mm-hmm. Is it the best first episode you should show someone? No. No, just because it's so ridiculous. We're not talking about the best first episode you should show no, I don't even there. know if there is a good introductory episode to South Park, to be perfectly honest. But Imagination Land was fantastic. I do remember seeing that episode for the first time. Christian, you were over at my house. Uh, Cody and Ben, our other friends, were also over, too. So we all watched that, and we were just busting ass, just laughing the entire time. Just, man, 
what a funny episode. What a great trilogy. I don't know if that was the first trilogy that they ever did. Um, it might have been. I think so, because I don't really remember many before that. And mm-hmm. I remember them, like, I remember when I was first watching the episode, I was like, how are they going to cram all this in here? And that may have been the beginning of South Park's continuities. Yeah, it might have been, like, the inception of it, at least. Like, we, we've we had two-parters before, but, like, never anything that this was, like, connected, like, where the next episode immediately begins from where this one left off. And... I remember even watching the second one when it ended. It's like, there's no way they're going to be end it here. Oh, my God, this is going to be a three-parter. Like, that was a really big deal for South Park. There'd never been anything like that before. And uh, just the way the episode ends, too, is great. I don't want to give it away, but, like, Imagination Land is definitely classic. Dude, it's a great episode. Yeah. We'll see if uh, Kyle sucks Cartman's balls or not by the end of it. He kind of does, but it's it's imagination. He imagines. He imagines that Kyle is sucking his balls, and everybody's like, wow, kid, you're pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> and all the imagination characters just laugh at him. That's like kind of how it ends. Yeah. It's a really funny one right there. Okay, your turn, Corey. That was one of yours, but uh, you know, I brought it up. Actually, it was not one of mine. Oh, it wasn't? Yeah, I still have two more. I still have two more, too. Okay, so... This one is another classic. It is Good Times with Weapons, otherwise known as the anime episode of South Park. Yes. Uh, The song that I was singing at the beginning of today's podcast uh, was from that episode directly. This was just a great episode for any anime fan. For anyone who loves the tropes and the stereotypical stuff that you see in anime. Good the times still with image with the uh, with the moving background, the Hah! all that stuff was there, and just this episode was so funny just for the style of it. The whole premise of the episode is that all of the boys go to this uh, local town fair and they buy these really dangerous ninja weapons. And whenever they get them, they imagine themselves as these really cool, kick-ass looking anime-styled versions of themselves. And the thing is, when kids are kids, they really don't know how to use weapons properly, and they end up having a fake battle with Butters in his uh, Professor Chaos form. And Kenny accidentally throws a shuriken star right into Butters' face, and it gets stuck there, and that's when they realize, oh shit, we're gonna get caught with these weapons, we've got to figure out how to cover all of this up. I love the transition from, like, the actual anime fight scenes to the the real world of South Park, especially when Butters gets hit by that shuriken for the first time. Oh, yeah. Because first they show his anime form getting hit by it, and you're like, oh, they're just over-stylizing it like they always do because they're in the anime world, and then they hard-cut right to Butters just standing there with this thing stuck in his face, and he just starts freaking out, as he probably should. He should have lost an eye to everything that happened in that episode. Uh, but then the rest of the episode is them just sort of like trying to cover up their ass, make sure their parents don't find out that they have weapons. They also run into some of their other classmates who also have weapons from the fair as well. They imagine themselves as anime characters and they end up having like a big stylized battle. Yes, I'm looking at a clip right now of Cartman turning Kyle into a chicken. And that's another thing uh, with Cartman in this episode that's great. He always like keeps coming up with all of these bullshit powers and everything. Like it's just... Damn, it has so much fun with the medium of anime in this episode, and I never expected there to be anything like this. Uh, Christian's looking at the the big scene where Kenny throws the star right at his face. And, and like I said, it almost at first seems like, and then, boom. <laughs> and then they stick it in his, it's like it pretty much went in his eyeball. And the thing that I think holds the whole episode together is that song that they use, which, God, that is so damn funny. Let's Fighting Love which actually sounds like 
like just a stupid Japanese anime song. And what's really funny is that Matt Stone and Trey Parker actually know a little bit of Japanese. You want to hear what the actual translation of the song is? Yes. All right, so here we go. Uh, I have a magnificent penis and hair on my balls. Is that the sound of a Sarubabo? No, it is the ninjas. Hey, hey, let's go get in a fight. I'll protect the things that are important to me, my balls. I am to blame, so let's fighting. Let's fighting love. Let's fighting love. This song is a little stupid. It's hard to make sense of. The English is all messed up. That's okay. We do it all the time. Hey, hey, let's go get in a fight. I'll protect the things that matter to me. My balls. I am to blame. So let's fighting. Let's fighting love. Let's fighting love. Yes. and It's a good song. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's really gets stuck in your head. It's uh, very catchy. It truly does feel like that. But I love the character designs of uh, each of them. They definitely take a lot of like references from anime. Like uh, Stan looks a lot like Ryu from uh, Street Fighter. Um, Cartman is just like this big, super beefy version of himself. Kenny looks like an actual badass ninja, which I yes. think is really cool. And uh, it made my day like uh, last year when we went to Dragon Con and I saw those guys who were dressed up as the anime versions of the South Park characters. Even Chef makes an appearance in the episode and uh, he looks like an anime version of himself. He's like super, super jacked and everything. And even you see him like walking towards them, and then you just hear him go, "Hey there, children!" Yeah. So it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's really jarring when you actually see something like that. And I love how in the video game, the Stick of Truth, whenever uh, Butters uses his big special attack, he actually transforms into the anime version of Professor Chaos before he does like his big attacks. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely a classic episode for me. I love anime and I love South Park. So that was sort of like one of the perfect things. There you go. Yeah, there's <laughs> anime chef who looks fucking awesome. That is hilarious. Yeah. No, like uh, that is a great episode. Uh, again, it's it, it's like a riff off the classic, like don't play with swords and BB guns and stuff because mm. you'll poke out your eye. Yeah. And then they do it. Yeah. And then, you know, well, you didn't really talk about the best part where they dress Butters up as a dog and try <laughs> to take him to a vet so they don't get caught. Yeah, because they, they don't want to get in trouble so they they basically just they get some fur and they get some fake ears and they paste it on the butters and they take him to this vet they just drop him off in front of the vet and because everyone in south park is a fucking moron they actually believe that it is a dog and they try to take care of him and everything and there's this whole little thing there's this line where the the doctor's like obsessed with killing dogs uh, like euthanizing them and everything, and he doesn't refer to it as euthanasia. He says, "Let's murder these other dogs." So it's just it, it still manages to go into dark territory, and it all ends with a really funny message. Which all the parents in South Park uh, were not angry over the fact that someone got hurt and that their kids were using weapons. They were more upset that Eric Cartman got naked on stage at the end, and everybody saw his dick. Oh, yeah, because he thought he had invisibility. It's like, violence is okay, but nudity is not. Yeah, well... That was basically the big uh, message at the end that they were making fun of. That's actually very funny. Mm -hmm. Very, very funny. So there it is, Good Times with Weapons. Okay, my next one, which has got to be on your your list, too. Um, Make Love, Not Warcraft. Yep. Make Love, Not Warcraft. This episode... Man, because it's funny, because, like, I never ever got... I got into World of Warcraft like a little bit and it got me real deep for like four months mm -hmm. and I like really was into it and I like grinded away to like a level 35 or 40 I forgot and at the time I think the level cap was like 60 I think they've done a few uh, expansion packs to do mm. all the way up to like I think they just or... released one damn yeah. that's just still going yeah that game is so fucking boring I know <laughs> so much grinding it's not as much grinding as, as No Man's Sky that's mm. that's bullshit that's all that game is but <clears throat> 
yeah, like uh, Make Love Not Warcraft is these kids get into uh, these kids, the South Park gang, the the four guys, they get into uh, World of Warcraft, and then they realize that there's this one player that keeps killing them, and so they decide to pretty much give up their lives and do nothing but grind up until they're like super powerful and go up and kill him. And uh, there's a lot of good subplots. There's Randy getting involved in World of Warcraft. And then there's also the World of Warcraft like HQ uh, Blizzard where they're like trying to decide how they should handle this one character. And man, they just represent PC gamers as such losers. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe I shouldn't say PC gamers, but like MMO people. I don't even think, you know, it could be relegated just to people who are into anything that just sort of lose track of their lives and get completely obsessed with something. Yeah. Um, But this case definitely being uh, video games in general. I mean... What I love about it, too, is, like, the, the villain, and I'm, I'm using quotation marks when I say that, the villain of the episode is great because it's basically just some dude who just hangs out at his house all day sitting at his computer playing uh, World of Warcraft constantly, and he's, just, he's played it so much that he's incredibly powerful, but he never says a single line of dialogue, like, the entire episode. It's I also fantastic. like that his wrist is, I guess he has, like, carpal tunnel because he <laughs> has a little wrist brace on. There's little details. Of, he's got, like, Cheeto crumbs all over his... Yeah. It's just, like, it's such a perfect representation of, like, a really stereotypical nerd who gets completely obsessed with a video game and sort of, like, loses track of their life. But what made the episode so unique, arguably, has got to be the fact that they used World of Warcraft, the actual game engine, to, like, tell the story a lot. Uh, They actually got help from the people at Blizzard. Blizzard allowed them to do this, which I think is fantastic, because, of course, it's... Even if it's, like, kind of a negative in some of the stuff that they're saying, it is free marketing for their game, practically. And they created, like in-game avatars of each of the characters and like the episode even opened up with world of warcraft like that's the first thing you see in your if you're watching it for like the very first time you're just like wait what the hell is this and you're like oh my god they're doing a world of warcraft south park episode (laughs) and just it, it, it was fantastic i also really liked it because again um butters was also a really funny part of the episode because unlike the other boys he was never really into world of warcraft and Cartman got him to uh, get involved in the game as well. All the other people when they're trying to go up against the guy who was super invincible. Uh, but really, it's when they all get obsessed with training that is where the episode gets funny. The really. montage and the there's like montages and like their transformation is where like to beat him they have to become him. So they all lose their life and all get fat and just eat hot pockets. And there is this one super scene. like pimply. They have like, like no hygiene or anything. Yeah. Oh man. There's this one scene where Cartman just screams bathroom. And so his mom runs down with like a, uh, a bedpan and just puts it underneath him and he just shits all over it. And then his mom's like, Ooh, that's my little button. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like a clean shit at all. It's, it's like, like all over the place. It's like spraying all over the place. She gets it like all over her arms. And she's like, Ooh, that's a good boy. <laughs> And during the montage sequence, they're playing Paul Stanley's song. Uh, Paul Stanley of Kiss fame, by the way, Live to Win, um, which is just a cheesy inspirational song. But, like, with what they're doing, is just it doesn't fit at all. No, it does not. And one of my favorite lines uh, is definitely at the very end of the episode when they actually do manage to defeat this guy. And uh, they're like, oh, my God, we did it. We finally did it. And then they're like, well, what do we do now? And then Cartman's like, what do you mean? We finally get to play the game. And then they just go back to playing the game, and they sound just like every other stereotypical nerd when they're playing that, like the way they're like, make sure to attach that to your hot bar. Yeah, yeah. Got like, it. Make sure and use your potion on that weapon, you know? <laughs> it's just it's so perfect. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's such a unique episode. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Just Christian's got this still image of Carmen shitting all over his mom. Oh, it's so gross. Anyway, that's a great one. Make love, not Warcraft. Uh, and also, I think the beginning of South Park sponsored um, videos, if you would say so, because mm. I feel like that's when they that opened the door for their PewDiePie episode. Mm. Maybe some of their we didn't they do. I'll uh, say this: the PewDiePie episode is my least favorite episode of the entire series. I thought you hated when Randy became an alcoholic. Remember that one? Was I, I thought that one's hilarious. No, no, no. Not when he is doing all the wine tastings. No, when he uh, he thinks it's a disease. Yeah. And he goes to the uh, the statue of uh, the Virgin Mary, which yeah. <laughs> spits blood all over his face. <laughs> Never mind. That episode's hilarious compared to the PewDiePie episode. The PewDiePie episode sucked. That was basically just a free advertisement for PewDiePie, who fucking doesn't need it. Well, he only made $12 million last year, Corey. Yeah, I know. Plus but sponsorships. Just, but I like when I was watching that episode, my first thought was, oh my god, Matt Stone and Trey Parker are about to eviscerate PewDiePie. And they ended up praising him and giving him, and I'm like, I'm, where's the part where they kill him? Yeah. <laughs> like, this should have happened, and it didn't. And I don't know, that episode just really rubbed me the wrong way. It was still a funny episode in some regards, but that's got to be my least favorite episode by a long shot. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I haven't actually seen it, so uh, I can't you tell you. You don't need to. You're I not, don't. You're not missing much. Um, but yeah, the, the the World of Warcraft episode, just ugh, fantastic right there, man. It's definitely one of the most unique episodes. It's also made it painfully clear at that point that Matt Stone and Trey Parker are gamers. Um, oh, yeah. You know, they, they, before they didn't really talk about gaming that much, you could tell during that period they were probably starting to play video games a lot more. And they made that much clearer in a lot of the future episodes. They had ones that involved, uh, you know, the Wii. They had ones that involved the PSP. Um, of course, recently in the last year, uh, when they had the, the Black Friday trilogy episode. Oh, those were great. Everyone trying to get their PS4 and Xbox Ones. Not to mention it all tied directly into their own video game, The Stick of Truth, in the upcoming The Fractured Butthole. Fractured Butthole. I like saying The Fractured Butthole. It's great stuff. I cannot wait to walk into a store and ask for that. It's, it's going to be fantastic. And you so. can thank South Park for that. I can. I really can. So, yeah, that was uh, The World of Warcraft. All right, so you still have one more, right? Yes, I do. Okay, well, before we get to yours, let me just go ahead and talk about what is arguably my favorite episode of the entire series. It's an episode that, like, I still talk about, and nothing has even come close to it. It is Woodland Critter Christmas. The ultimate Christmas episode of anything. This is an episode that plays to every strength of South Park, which is shock humor never knowing what's going to happen, and it was just uproariously funny. It was such an amazing middle finger to every classic Christmas episode or Christmas special, especially Christmas cartoons in general. You know, I almost don't even want to give away what happens because for people who haven't seen it, it's an incredibly shocking episode, to say the least. But I have to talk about it. So the whole premise of the episode opens up and it's actually like a Christmas episode of South Park, which actually has a narrator. And it's all about Stan, who ends up going into the woods and he meets these magical talking animals, which are the woodland critters. And they seem really nice at first. Like, they're, they're just wholesome, classic cartoon characters. And they just want to have a good Christmas. And in particular, they're trying to build a manger for this porcupine, which is about to give birth to her baby. So Stan decides that he's going to be a good Samaritan and help out, mostly because he's forced to by the narrator. 
So everything goes fine. They build the manger. Everything's cool. The problem is they also have to protect these cute little animals from this mountain lion, which lives in the woods. So Stan is tasked with going up to this uh, top of the mountain, killing the mountain lion and saving all of the critters. When he kills the mountain lion, which he feels really bad about because the, uh, the mountain lion was a mother who had uh, kittens, he goes back to the critters and he finds out that not only is, is this porcupine about to give birth to a baby, but it's going to give birth to the Antichrist. So the whole time he's been helping out these satanic animals which live in the woods and talk to people and have satanic powers to summon fire and all types of weird monsters and shit. And that's the part of the episode where everything just goes insane. And the rest of the episode is Stan trying to rectify his mistakes by learning how to give an abortion to a porcupine. Santa comes in, people get shot, and then it all ends when you realize that this whole story is just something that Cartman made up because the classroom has a project where they have to come up with their very own holiday story. And it's so great because at first, uh, Kyle is really upset in the story because of the way he's being treated. All of the other students are reacting with shock and everything. But at the same time, they also really want to see how the story is going to end as well. So they allow Cartman to tell the rest of it. And I frankly cannot do it justice. There are blood orgies. There are sacrifices. There are really shocking moments where Santa Claus takes out a shotgun and shoots a cute bear at point-blank range, blowing its face away. It is just a perfect episode of South Park, which makes you feel uncomfortable. It'll make you laugh, and it's just got some amazingly fucked-up sequences. Oh, yeah. The, the abortion sequence alone. I love how they keep it Christmassy, though. That's the best part, though. No matter it. how dark things get, it still has this, like, wholesome Christmassy feel about it. Like, But it comes across as just so forced, too, that it's just so funny. How do they... How do they justify, you know, um, the, the idea of these little kittens and, and Kyle giving abortions? And it's just <laughs> dark stuff. It's <laughs> fucked up. But it's fun. It's fun. It's a fun episode. Yeah. We almost showed that at a church Christmas retreat. Yeah. We were like, oh, man, this new South Park episode is so great. You guys have got to see it. It's all about Christmas. <laughs> The, the only reason we even thought we would have gotten away with that is because at your church, uh, they had, like, these little retreats and everything. And they did, like, a Halloween one where they actually allowed us to watch, like, really, like, hardcore material. They just didn't know. Yeah. They, they didn't know, if you ask me. I mean, me. we were watching some R-rated movies. Not in a church, but right next to freaking one. It might as well have been the church. We were on the church's property. Yeah, I mean, and we were there watching horrible things. And that's where, like, Christmas comes around. We're like, let's try and show everybody Woodland Critter Christmas. And see, and I'm glad we didn't. But in many ways, I'm kind of curious to see what would have happened just to get the people's reactions from that Yay, episode. Yay, Blood Orgy! That, that would have been the moment. <laughs> where we would have decided if they were going to let us finish it. <laughs> when they do the Blood Orgy, when they kill Rabbity the Rabbit. That's another thing I love. The characters, the Woodland Critters themselves... Um, they're all animals, but like their names are not like creative whatsoever. There's a uh, Barry the bear, Beavery the beaver, Chickadee e, the, the Chickadee, chickadee. <laughs> Foxy the fox, and just. And what's great about the critters is they also manage to appear a couple more times throughout the series. They are in the Imagination Land special, yes, which is great. They don't do much, unfortunately, aside from uh, I believe they rape uh, Kurt Russell. Yes, they do. They off screen him. 
<laughs> but it's off screen, and uh, I love it too because even all like when they when they appear and they start saying all these awful things, all the villains from Imagination Lands are like, man, those guys are really hardcore. <laughs> so the Woodland Critters are just some of my favorite characters. They're also in Stick of Truth if you can find them. They're uh, they're hidden in the game. They don't do much, but you can find them. And uh, yeah, just I always go back to this episode. It's just it always makes me laugh. I've seen it the most out of any episodes, but it's still shocking. It's got just so many amazing moments and it just so happens to be a pretty decent christmas special all at the same time so yeah woodland critter christmas without a shadow of a doubt is my favorite episode of south park by a long shot it's a good one yeah it's a darn good one <laughs> you feeling if you're feeling the spirit of christmas coming around watch it yeah you'll really what get special in. time what special day it's woodland critter christmas <laughs> hail satan so my favorite not my favorite. Actually, I like some of these episodes more than other ones. But uh, uh, the last one on my list is Christian Rock Hard. And that one, that one is good. Mm-hmm. You need to watch this, people. It's about uh, Cartman decides to just start his own Christian rock band. And he, instead of, like, actually writing songs, you know, or, like, doing work, which Cartman's not about, he just takes R&B music and replaces the word baby with Jesus. So it's all these weird songs start coming out, like, like, Ooh, body of Christ, 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 body of Christ. So muscly in tone, you know, and it's like, what? And then like, what's your favorite, Corey? My favorite one is, I want to get down on my knees and stop pleasing Jesus. I want to feel his salvation all over my face. And you're like, oh, I see how this is going. But people just don't care. They just get into it, you know, because they're South Park people are sheep. You know, whatever Cartman does, they all follow. <laughs> But it's just funny. The whole episode is really funny in the way that it sort of lampoons the way music was changing because one of the subplots about the episode is the fact that the boys initially want to start a band so that they can get a platinum album. Um, But Cartman's like, we're never going to do this with our shitty band, and that's when he decides to start his uh, Christian rock band because he knows that he can just manipulate all the Christians into believing that his music is amazing. Uh, The other subplot with the boys is they're trying to start their band as well, which I believe they call themselves Moop. And... uh, they uh, learn what happens when people download people's music, like, illegally. Yeah. Like, do you remember that whole song? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, instead of being super rich, they're just average rich. They'll have to live a life of semi-luxury. <laughs> <laughs> this is at the same time that I think they, uh was this Metallica and Napster? Yeah, it was It was a little after that time. So, yeah, there was definitely Metallica that was there and yeah, everything. Yeah, I remember and, like, Lars. A few of the other, uh, a few other different bands and singers showed up in that episode that they were making fun of. People who were basically just there for the money and not so much for the actual art of music. Yeah. And then you have Cartman, who ended up being really successful, and it, it's great. I'm trying to remember everyone that was in his band. Uh, I know that Token was in the band. He was the bass player. The, the hilarity of Cartman uh, saying, "You're black. You play bass. That's the end of it." And I love it too because, <laughs> because they go down to his basement. He gives uh, Token a bass guitar. And Token's like, I don't know how to play this, man. And then Cartman's like, Token, you're black. You know how to play bass. And then Token just immediately starts to play. And as soon as he does, he's like, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I think Butters was the uh, the other member of the group as well. Um, But just the songs in it were really funny. They were very shocking, of course. And just the way that they sort of lampooned, like, christian rock which at the time was kind of a big deal it started to become kind of big 
and then it sort of started to fade back into obscurity again. I remember, yeah, like there was a lot of a lot of big songs, like Jesus Freak was a big one, mm-hmm. and there was like Imagine, you know, I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, there was quite a big big thing going on with with like Christian rock in like the late two thousands mm-hmm. or mid two thousands, and that's exactly what they were lampooning as well. Yeah, Faith Plus One. Faith Plus yeah, One. Yeah, that, that was the name of their band. Uh, I loved all the uh, the caricatures of like the the hardcore Christian rock bands. Oh, you know another episode that I think is worth mentioning is the one where uh, Cartman and um, it's a joke thief episode with Cartman and Jimmy, and Cartman just keeps trying to remember the time he came up with a fish sticks. Joke. Ah, the fish sticks episode. Yes, yeah. Th- that was when we started entering the Kanye West era. Yes, and just yeah, that episode's become pretty legendary, and Kanye West has become one of their favorite people to make fun of. Uh, since then but yeah that episode's really funny um just not so much i think for the cartman and jimmy subplot but just for everything that involved kanye west i thought was fucking genius yes uh the fact that he's so oblivious to like the actual joke itself like not getting the fish stick joke uh them beating the ever-living shit out of carlos mencia that's a it's a metaphor for for fuck carlos mencia (laughs) basically yeah they were basically saying we fucking hate this guy and just it was funny with Carlos Mencia and every other character is basically just like just get it man just get the joke man. <laughs> <laughs> get and then the it joke. all ended with him actually like kind of acting like a gay fish with well, him he, swimming he, around. He gave in. Yeah. He didn't get it. He still didn't get it. <laughs> it's, it's similar to what they did with the later Kanye episode where uh, everybody kept saying uh, his wife or uh, Kim Kardashian was a hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> She's not a hobbit. She just lives in a hole in the ground. With extremely large hairy feet. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> she just lives with a lot of little small people in a fantasy world. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe or the sure one you Hobbit. Or the one where he's doing, he, they do a music video. I forgot the Kanye song where he's on the motorcycle. Oh, yeah. And uh, Who like, made fun of that? Seth Rogen and uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco made fun of that, too. Yeah. Did you see that video? Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure. And they do the same thing in South Park, of course. You like that picture? <laughs> pow <laughs> damn that's disgusting <laughs> uh it's it's amazing that this is an emmy award-winning show and they have so much scatological humor but then again south park are really great sports when it comes to that the episode where randy had to take the biggest crap ever it, it, it ended with him like taking this massive crap of him like swirling up into the air yeah and while that scene was going on they put like a little subtitle at the bottom that said emmy award-winning show <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, they actually hand him an Emmy, and they take it, and they walk over to Randy, and they just, like, stick it right into the shit yeah. right there. They're basically saying, we don't really give a crap, but yeah. thanks anyway. So, yeah, I mean, South Park, it's one of my favorite shows of all time, and it, it only manages to get actually better with age, unlike a lot of other shows like The Simpsons or Family Guy, which I really feel have lost their, lost their luster. Mm-hmm. But because the series has become so topical, it, it, it almost can never die in some senses the humor they find a way to shock you more and more which is rare you know because like remember when south park first came out people couldn't handle hell like when the simpsons first came out the biggest thing on tv at the time was the cosby show yeah and everyone was like outraged because this cartoon was like way too progressive and then like everyone's like oh my god this cartoon is like even crazier you know little did they know fucking cosby's raping women (laughs) (laughs) saying in retrospect cosby was way worse than the simpsons was back in the day yeah the simpsons was super fucking tame by today's standards they, they still are i, I don't mean, know they still i don't think the simpsons could be made nowadays like if it launched 
as a TV show? It wouldn't be. I mean, if they if they did the formula that they did now, I, it wouldn't be as successful. But The Simpsons sort of like paved the way. Yeah, for everything. I mean, Timing hell, there, there's a whole episode of South Park all about uh, Butters as Professor Chaos, pissed off he can't come up with plans just because The Simpsons have already fucking done everything. I mean, even South Park has recognized the fact that The Simpsons has sort of like paved the way for. Uh, adult-styled cartoons. But oh, wow. This just came out, Corey. What is that? Between Two Ferns with Hillary Clinton. Between Two Ferns. With, with Zach Galifianakis. Oh, yeah. Mm, I don't I, know if I want to watch it. If I don't want to like watch the, it on podcast, but I'm just saying. It's, if it's it, like the Obama one, which is basically a Obamacare commercial. Yeah. He's like, what are you pushing? Obamacare. <laughs> He's like, let's get this out of the way. It's, it's probably latent with bullshit, but uh, I would like to see um, uh, Zach Galifianakis lay some burns. <laughs> real, real hard on her, you know, because he's definitely going to. If he's allowed to, that's the thing. I don't know if they're just going to allow that to happen. That seems like a risky thing to do with the election right now. Is to do something with Zach Galifianakis. Fucking Trump can't do anything wrong. Hillary should take some shots, some chances. You know, yes, she needs to fucking go to the doctor first. You really want to get into that? No, I don't. No, want don't, don't even bring that shit up. <laughs> Who cares? I don't. But care. then again, so does Trump. Yeah, Jesus. Trump is a fat man too. <laughs> Just Hillary's gonna die first, but they're both old. <laughs> let's let's leave the politics to South Park. Yes, poop jokes. Poop jokes. So that is the end of our list, Corey. It is. It is. We've reached the end. I really hope I was recording. No, I'm kidding, guys. I really I was. hope you were, too. Uh, I'm just fucking with you guys. Anywho, guys, thank you guys for tuning in uh, for another episode of the Powerful Nerdcast. We really wanted to share our love of South Park with you guys. Um, I'm sure we'll have some more South Park-centric stuff uh, in the future. Uh, before we wrap up everything, I just want to thank you guys for watching. And I also want to thank our network, Rogue Intel. Rogue Intel is amazing. They allow us to make this show, and they allow us to be ourselves, which is awesome because we can talk about anything we want. We can say anything we want. So make sure to check out their other shows at Rogue Intel. And if you want to help keep their network going and all of these other awesome podcast shows, make sure to head over to RogueIntel.com slash Amazon for all of your shopping needs. If you want to pick up the South Park DVDs, go to Amazon. You'll get them really, really cheap, and you will be supporting all of our podcast shows without having to pay anything extra. And a portion of that total is going to go towards the Rogue Intel network. So it's going to keep us alive. It's going to keep us percolating. So thank you guys so much. Hey, you guys, thank you again for listening to our podcast. On a personal note, Corey and I would not do this if it wasn't for you guys. I mean, we do really enjoy it, but, you know, having you guys listen and your feedback is always appreciated. Please make sure to rate our podcast on iTunes. I keep forgetting to do this up front because there's probably only like five of you listening at this point. But <laughs> rate our shit on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. Thank you so much for watching. Until next time, the Powerful Nerdcast is Corey has something to say. Yes, I do want to say one thing. Um, you guys heard our thoughts about South Park, but we want to hear from you guys. What are your favorite episodes of the South Park series? If you don't have a favorite episode, what are your favorite moments? Who are your favorite characters? Please tell us in the comments section on YouTube and make sure to also tell us through our iTunes and all that other stuff on Rogue Intel. Thank you guys again for listening. We are the Powerful Nerdcast and we're out of here. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.